Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. CJ, buddy, back out here, me and you, for what the third season talking talking spreads here. Um, gonna be fun. We're gonna be joined by people as the season continues to go on. But I figure for kind of finally getting the brick and mortar, what this thing started with, uh, me and you should tackle the slate together, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're always in the chair for this for the board, you know. Always. Friday night, CJ, do you see anything out there, any plays that you're really excited about? There's there's a couple of three-point um, favorites at one, one at home and one on the road. Nebraska Rutgers. I feel like it's the first one, two, three in that one. Say that again. <laughs> I said it feels like it's the first one, two, three in that one. Oh, what? Yeah, that, that game will be decided whoever gets the three first. Oh, wow, dude. For some reason, it sounded like you were like, can you read the first? And, and like, then I was like, you're trying to read it three times. Um, whoever gets the three first. <laughs> oh, Whew. okay. Late night. Um, yeah, not, I, yeah. That, that That's a tough one. It, I kind of want to chop Wilbashiano and the boys plus the three, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I got to do two just because Nebraska has been freaking god awful. Um, is is or do you do you do you like uh, Memphis? And that's actually on a two and a half now with Houston. I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, you know, we we struggle, but get together, we 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 pretty good, you know, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, that was that was a tough. Actually, I kind of oh man, shoot, that hurt that time. Yeah, that sounded like it. It did. You know, actually, I I like Memphis minus two and a half here. I just they're this Houston team. It, it's been bad. Dana has now multiple times with the press kind of chucked his guys under the bus. It doesn't seem to be resonating like. The couple of times he did it in Morgantown, like it tended to fire him up. This, does this group down there in Houston doesn't seem to be responding to that? So I don't know. I mean, they lost an overtime game where he kind of blamed himself a little bit more. He took, got after him after the win versus Rice. I mean, Kansas, whew. Kansas is good, obviously. Like Texas Tech and double OT, maybe they're good. And then three OTs, you beat UTSA, the Roaners. Maybe. They're pretty good. I mean, dude, they've played a tough schedule at this point. Definitely tougher than what Memphis has played. I mean, they've got Navy not good, Arkansas State not great, Temple not very good, North Texas not very good. They lost to Mississippi State pretty handily. Yeah, Sean Hennigan's throwing the ball over the yard. They've been good there. But, like, eh, I don't know, man. I feel like this is a good spot for Houston to kind of rebound. And it and it might be, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my typical Dana thing here, and I'm gonna need him to show it to me. Ooh, okay, fair. You know what I do love in this game though, the over at 57 in the hook. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think both, that's the most lock of the both, century type play right there. Both offenses can can move the ball, and both defenses have shown an inability to stop anybody. So, yeah. And hey, CJ, by the way, you know how you said first one to three in that Nebraska Rutgers game? That totals at 49. <laughs> uh, that might get a little interesting look at for an underplay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the yeah. on the under. Here's another Friday one. How is Nevada only a three and a half point favorite? Because Nevada is not very good at all either. Yeah, Colorado State's got off and got hammered by Sacramento State, who I didn't even know had a football team. Well, didn't you bet Colorado State that day? Yeah, I might have. Man, you betted against Sac State. Look what happened to you, dude. I couldn't I... even tell you what their freaking mascot is. Well, I know someone who went there. Our boy Jay Silverman with with the power, formerly the power, excuse me, Dirty Birds now, uh, on my famous John Boy call, Mr. Silverman, uh, my old boss in the the press room there, Jay, is a fighting Sacramento State Hornet. Not the fighting Silvermans, but the Hornets. Um, They're real bad. They're real bad. But that's like that. we're, we're we're educating people on nicknames and mascots. You don't want it. Well, he told us a lot of funny stories about his time there. Uh, that's why I can remember it. Yeah, you know what else? By the way, though, you know, V San Jose State's actually kind of a fun game uh, Friday night as well. Because um, I mean, San Diego State's kind of come up from the abyss the last couple of years. You know, he's actually winning games this season. He's a as a, as a seven point dog on the road. Yeah, I mean that one. That one could definitely be. Give me the Rebs. Give me the Rebs. So CJ, enough of the Friday stuff. Um, let's get to the Nooners. So, got a couple of absolute massive favorites in that noon window. Who covers? Or who do you are more likely to trust to cover? Michigan on the road, 22-and-a-half-point favorite, or Cincinnati at home, a 27-and-a-half-point favorite against South Florida. Um, and that's actually a 230 kick, but I'm, I'm throwing it in there anyway. Michigan's number four in the country. That one's on Fox at noon, their big noon game. Who do you like to who do you like to try and cover that big spread of those ranked teams? That that's a that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Michigan um, to cover that one. Um, I know Cincinnati offensively has been good, and and the Bulls defensively have been bad, but this isn't. Plus, your boy Gary Bohannon turned six picks already this year. Yeah, and it's. It, it's not the Cincinnati defense from last year um, that's just locking people down. Um, but they're doing enough. They, they are. They're, they're doing enough to win, and it, it's been very impressive and give Luke Fickle and his staff a bunch of credit for that. Um, but, I mean, Indiana defensively is absolutely atrocious. Um, Michigan will do whatever they want offensively, and Michigan defensively has been really, really impressive. Um, now, granted, some of that's competition. Uh, I get that, but – um, you know, I, I just I don't think Indiana offensively scares them too much. Um, this is this is going to be a, a a pretty good beatdown, and I, I I think Michigan can cover that. I I would trust that cover a little bit more than I would Cincinnati's. 
I think you're probably right on that. But then again, I will say, UCF or <clears throat> USF is real bad. I mean, they, they're real, they, real bad. They are. Any. But I also did take Michigan to cover a, like a forty point spread against uh, UConn, and they did so. That's true. South Florida <laughs> did give up. South Florida gave up forty-one to Louisville, forty-eight to your Purple Pirates down there in East Carolina. You still claiming them, right? I, I do. I still claim the Pirates. Fifty to BYU. Like Cincinnati's gonna gonna put up some points there with Ben Bryant slinging the football. Kind of a little different this year, by the way, for them offensively. Not now that it's not Ritter. Um, you know, Brian actually did have some good numbers last year as the backup got a lot of time because they were destroying people. So I, I almost kind of lean toward toward Cincinnati to cover that number against South Florida, even though I think I might, if I was going to play, I might play both of these um, teams to, to cover their spreads there because they're both very impressive. Um, CJ, let's get in to a couple of nooners here. Now these are both nooners for sure this time. Not a two thirty sneaking in there on me, and that and I'll and I'll take responsibility for that. Got to clean that up. It's you know it's it's week one essentially for us out here breaking down the board this yep. this year. Um, Tennessee LSU man at noon down in Death Valley, three point uh, favorite there for the road team. The Vols number eight in the country against number twenty five LSU. You've also also got a TCU Kansas game, number seventeenth ranked Horn Frogs going in to Lawrence versus the five and O Jayhawks. Game day is there. That's at FS one at noon. Um, TCU six and a half point favorite, Tennessee three point favorite. Which favorite do you like, CJ, or do you like both dogs? I actually do have a favorite. I like. Um, and part of this might might be my location in the state of North Carolina now, being on the other side. I I actually like the folks from Rocky Top as a favorite. Um, you know they they have played, got that crew ready. They do. They've played really well. Um, was extremely impressed. Um, with you know the way they played at Pitt. Um. You know, finding a way to win that thing in overtime. Um, they almost lost their focus against Florida, though. They did, um, but I mean, you, you find a way to win that. That's a you know, kind of a rivalry game. Um, so, I mean, that one's always kind of tough, but you find a way to win it. Four and zero. This LSU team is good, but I don't know if it's quite. You know, Brian Kelly doesn't have you know quite what he wants in place. Hey, CJ, let's, let's say this real quick. I, I think the difference really in this game is, is that like Tennessee's a little more polished. Yeah. And a little more kind of together in a unit and at one kind of with their coaches, they know what they're doing. LSU's still kind of learning themselves, which is also dangerous because they're still getting better. I mean, Jaden Daniels has been, sensational this year for him uh and, and he's taking care of the football and then obviously we know on the other side how good you know Hendon Hooker is in his ability and he's been you know talked about as a Heisman Trophy candidate this year odd though that the the you know the old FPI there has LSU as a 58.3 percent favorite 
on their thing. Yeah, Interesting to see that. Yeah, I think some of that's because it's you know it's in Death Valley. Now, if this thing was a night game, I'd probably lean LSU. Hey, but... they're still going to be good oh, and oh, soft it'll, it'll up there. A, Let's be oh, real. Yeah, it, 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 it'll still be a, a, a really rowdy crowd. They're going to yeah, have think... fountains of mimosas out there ready for folks okay yeah but i i just i think tennessee's a little more polished um i think having played you know a game at pittsburgh and finding a way to win it and then finding a way to beat florida i I think that gives this tennessee team a lot of confidence um and a lot of things kind of going their way right now um so i would trust them as the favorite i'm really surprised kansas is almost a touchdown underdog at home hmm I think people are really buying into that double nickel that TCU put up on Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, they, that's that's what it has to be. By the way, CJ, and that total there in the game down there on Baton Rouge, um, 65, I feel like Tennessee defensively is going to be able to slow down LSU enough. And I don't think Tennessee is going to put up like 40 themselves on LSU's defense or that think will slow down them enough. I actually think that under is a really good play. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think <clears throat> I, I think they'll I, – I could see that thing in the 60s, but I don't know if it gets over 65. Like 61 – Like even 34-30, you still win. Yeah, and that would be considered a, a kind of a, a a real kind of shootout there, down there in Death Valley. Um, you know, now the total in that one, see, like the total in TCU Kansas sixty eight and a half. Like, I'm surprised that an SEC game is that close to the to the Big Twelve game here this week. Yeah, well, I think you've you've started to see kind of an evolution. In the SEC, um, you know, in teams getting to more of that that spread type of offense, getting those defenses spread it out, um, and, and letting a lot of those playmakers get them into space and allow them to do what they do. Um, I think you've kind of seen that evolution with some teams. You know, obviously Auburn really kind of was started when we had A and M. Oregon as well was big into that. I mean. Heck, you can go back to the Rich Rod days, you know. Of, yeah. Of I mean, people being yeah. innovative in the league. Now, granted, they weren't SEC squads like you were talking about. Their Auburn's definitely kind of the the one that really got the ball rolling. Then Nick decided to, to come on board as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw him kind of loathe it and hate it and then realize to stay relevant, that's just the way you've got to go. So, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, Florida when Urban Meyer was there was running kind of a version of it, you know. Um, and I, that really I think kind of started it down there in, in that conference and it, you've seen it kind of take off. And and the interesting thing has been is is the playmakers that you know the SEC has that those schools recruit, um, they've almost kind of taken it and just evolved it even further. Yeah, I mean and, and you know, with that speed that they have to work with in those schemes, it can get really scary for defensive coordinators real fast. Um, so, CJ, you, you, we kind of get into the to the other noon we were talking about there about, you know, Kansas being a essentially touchdown dog at home here at TCU. And I'm kind of curious on this. I don't know how good 
TCU quite yet. Yeah, their offense has put up a lot of points. But like Colorado, coach is already fired. SMU saw them absolutely get torched tonight by UCF on the ground in the second half and give up 41. Um, I mean, the Oklahoma one is definitely impressive. But like, are you buying, you know, the Purple Frogs there under Sonny Dykes' leadership? Or do we like Kansas to find a way to be gritty and win yet another game here at home? Um, we know how good Jalen Daniels is. Like, can he pull another rabbit out of the hat? And I think Kansas has played much tougher competition as well to this point than TCU has. Iowa State, Duke playing, you know, has won some games. Uh, Houston and WVU on the road at that. Uh I don't know, man. I think Kansas is more battle-tested, but does TCU have more talent? Yeah, that's going to be the, the – the, that's kind of the interesting thing. To me, and this is so weird that I've, I'm going to say this, to me, I, I do really favor Kansas. It's at home. I, I'm praying to God that, you know, they have a sellout, you know, big-time crowd showing up. Oh, there. I think so. For game yeah. day, they'll, they'll be ready for this. Yeah, you know, at, at, at David Booth. Kansas Memorial Stadium, as they call it, but <clears throat> you know they're getting a lot of run out of this. By the way, they they are, and and, and you know, and, and good for that program. Um, you know, I just I, I wonder if if TCU's defense, which this you know we we talked about it um, on one of the WV podcasts with me, you and. Uh, Zach and Mike, is this isn't your Copernicus he, and Sussman? I love yeah, it. That this isn't the team. He is Suss on Neil, by the way. Yes. So you you guys want to check into that for sure? Um, that this isn't kind of the TCU that we kind of grew up with with Gary Patterson, right? Where they defensively pounded you, you know, offensively they kind of ran it down your throat, controlled the line of scrimmage. That this is very different. For them, and so I'm wondering if defensively, it's it, it. And neither defense has been fantastic to this point. Is which one can kind of come up with the stop um, when they need it? Um, and right now, I just trust Kansas a little more on that side of the ball because of the competition that they've played. Because it's at home, game day, you know they're going to be up. This is game day is not new for them when it comes to basketball. It, it, so. For football, it'll be a little bit different, but I just – I don't know. There's just something about this team right now. They've that, got the magic, man. Yeah, Leopold's pushing the right buttons kind of at the right time. Daniels is playing extremely well, and defensively they're coming up with the stop when they got to have it. Well, my thing is SMU kind of moved the ball with some relative ease at times on them. And while, and while Kansas, you know, has kind of – maybe not always been able to be that good offensively. They've got some playmakers this year. And and I also say this about them defensively. Held Iowa State to 11, you know, um, 27 to Duke. I mean, not awful. You got to think, too, Houston and West Virginia both have, by all accounts, pretty good offenses, offenses and good schemes. Now, Houston, they also played them before they, the wheels totally fell off. I mean, we, you know, we talk enough about West Virginia. We know the offense is good. That's not the problem. So maybe, maybe Kansas is a little bit better on that side of the ball than we all anticipate as well. 
Yeah, and I and I think that's you know extremely true. I mean, if you look at kind of the defensive numbers for Kansas, uh, it's not awful. You know, three eighty five in total. You know, yards allowed. You know, they're only giving up one hundred and fifteen on the ground, two sixty nine in the air. So I mean, they haven't been awful on this. Hey, but, but they uh, found ways to get stops last week inside Iowa State and, and won them a game. Correct. Yeah, it was that was the kind of game I wanted to see them play. Well, not one where you know Western Houston where they had to score a bunch to kind of keep that thing rolling. Um, could could you get into a game where maybe offensively you're not getting the points that you had been getting, and could you defensively get enough stops to? to win you a game if, if your offense faltered and they were able to do that. So I think that kind of shifted a little bit of it for me is, okay, this is a team that can get stops. Now, Iowa State offensively, not right. really good. I, 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 I'm willing to grant that. But historically, that's also been a game where Kansas would give up 30. That's true. That's definitely true. Um, I, I like – I feel like the – the folks there in, in Lawrence might just have a little magic, one more magical week left in them. And you know what, what, what scares me for them though, CJ, is that, like I said, and I, I don't remember what week this was, I said this, but I said, I have a feeling Kansas is going to be six and zero when they play Oklahoma on the road. I never dreamed that they would be playing in Oklahoma. That might be, you know, four and two or three and three. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we, we ever dreamed that. And who would have thought this, it, if Kansas finds a way to win at home, they're going to be bowl eligible in October. Hey, I told you I thought <laughs> they were potentially eight and four. Yeah, um, and and I've said it multiple times, and I, I said it to to Eva watching the the Iowa State game. That that is by far, and I don't care. You can throw whoever you want at me. Kansas is by far and away the most improved team in college football this year, and I don't think it's close. Oh, I I would I definitely would agree with that, CJ. Um, you know what? But I'm going to keep looking through the rest of the slate, and if I find somebody, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, some more nooners here down in the SEC country, Arkansas going down to Starkville, number 23, the Bulldogs in Mississippi State. They're nine and a half point favorite down there. The total in that game, by the way, is 59. I love an under there, even with Leach. Uh, calling the shots there for the Bulldogs. Pittman and Arkansas like to slow down, even with K.J. Jefferson being as good as he is at quarterback. I like Arkansas plus the nine and a half, C.J., there. Then you also have Missouri and Florida. Florida, an 11-point favorite. Mizzou coming off that deflating loss to Georgia. I'm hammering the Gators in that one at noon. Um, What are you thinking in those two games? Yeah, I'm with you. Um Hammer in Florida there. I just the, – the hangover from Mizzou, I just don't know how easily they flush being that close to taking down Georgia. Um, that's a tough deflating loss. And they're, and they're um, not necessarily a team that's thought of as being a real juggernaut and a prolific team in the SEC this year. So that was like kind of a, almost a one-off opportunity potentially for them. Yeah. No, it was. Um, and and I, I do like Mississippi State. I don't know. The nine and a half does seem a little big. Um, you love your boy Billy Napier, too. I, I, I do. I do. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Bulldogs, and I'm only going to do it for one reason. And I, it's it, you've heard me say it before, but it's the Alabama effect. Um, 
teams the week after playing Bama, you, you're beat up. Um, you know, Arkansas, you know, was was in that thing for a little bit, and then you know Alabama does what it does. So you are going to take the Mississippi State Bulldogs minus nine in the hook. Yeah, I am. It, it is kind of a big number, and I don't necessarily really like it. But for me, that Alabama effect, I think plays plays in there a little bit. Hmm. Um, you know, like I said, our, our, especially with the way that thing kind of went down. You, Arkansas goes down twenty eight nothing, or twenty eight to seven. To, to Alabama and you're like to me I'm like okay this this thing's over it's 28 nothing 28 7 I'm like all right whatever then you have that fury in the third quarter you see him get back in this thing they cut it to five they cut it to five points 28 23 and then Bama does what they do um and they pull away in the fourth quarter I just and teams historically the week after um haven't been real good for whatever reason that is, I'm going to continue to ride that trend. And, you know, CJ, I think you probably have a really good point there, especially with them also being at home and Mississippi State can score points quickly with that passing game. I I, I see what you're going there. You like a little more cowbell. That's that's understandable. But I really and, do like and, Billy and, Napier. And I too, need dude. more crazy Mike Leach press conferences. Yeah. Now – so you're also taking so you're taking both favorites in those games, correct? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, and dude, I like I feel more confident if I was gonna pick one or the other, right? Taking Florida, just because I think that Napier and those guys really kind of want to still make a statement about their program and what they're about. And they're they're good with Richardson. I feel like this could be a game he could have a pretty good game in they battled against Tennessee. They lost tough one at Kentucky. They somehow beat Utah. I mean, granted, Missouri's getting tough. I mean, they've lost an OT to Auburn. And then what happened, you know, and, and losing OT against Auburn on the Plains is not easy at that. And, and then they, you know, gave George everything they wanted. So maybe they're a little bit better. So maybe that is too many points. But I think this is a statement game for Florida. Um, so, CJ – we got a game on the Big Ten Network and a game on the ACC Network at noon, both. Purdue, Maryland. Purdue off the big win last week against Minnesota, spoiling probably a ton of parlays out there in the, in the world. And then you've got Louisville, Virginia as well at noon. Virginia been kind of disappointing under first-year coach Tony Elliott. Uh, Louisville on the road's a three-point favorite. So which, which three are you laying there, buddy? Um, I'm going to do Maryland. Um, I've been very impressed with the Terps so far this year. Um, yeah, Tua's brother um, has been playing. Um, oh, you did it too, by the way. You just did it too. You, did, you didn't try even to say his first name. I, I didn't, and I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's just going to be Tua's brother. Hey, you know what? I think it's Tylea Tagovailoa. I think I might have finally got it after three years of trying. <laughs> um, you know, I just I, I like what they've been able to do offensively. Um, now though I will say this: the one thing with with uh, Ty Bungalow is the 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 the, the touchdown to interception ratio. I'm not a huge fan of two to one. Um, would like to see that be be a little bit bigger of a number. Um, and then also Purdue screwed me in a parlay last week, so screw Purdue. 
I don't have a lot of analysis on that one other than Purdue screwed me because I took Minnesota in the points and they hurt me. So, and Perdon't, I mean, hey, O'Connell, a quarterback, Aiden playing lights out football, leading his team. I mean, you think about it, Syracuse hasn't lost this year, neither has Penn State. Those are their two losses and they were both tight. Uh, Purdue actually might be a pretty good little team there with Brom. They're, they're building something, man. Um, and he's got himself a receiver in Charlie Jones that he loves to go to, the senior. Seven touchdowns on the year of his eight tosses for O'Connell. So watch out for Purdue in that one, CJ. Although I'm with you, Maryland offensively, very, very explosive. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, because they played very well against Michigan. I think that showed you something about Maryland, right? Yeah. But, but still, it's – and, and Purdue barely held on to beat the uh, the old FAU, the Fighting Lane Kiffins, the Owls there, and, you know, kind of in that sandwich spot between trips to Minnesota and the Dome there against Syracuse. So, I don't know, man. That's that's tricky. I actually really do like Louisville um, to go in and beat Virginia. Armstrong, our boy last year, was like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's been kind of down. I'm waiting for that light to turn on. But the Cunningham – you know, his light's been turned on all year. He's been having a run for his life. Has nine rushing touchdowns on the year Malik Cunningham does for Louisville, CJ. They lost at Boston College last week. A tough L for sure. They've already lost three in games in the conference at this point. They can't afford any more. Tight games there for Louisville. I think I pick them to win, though. I think it's been a little bit of a, a surprise for Armstrong. Um, I mean, I figured he'd struggle a little with, you know, new coach, new system, but um, have been really surprised at his struggles uh, so far this year. Um, and I just – I haven't seen a whole lot out of this UVA squad that gives me a whole lot of confidence in them. Um, find a way to kind of work the ship. Hey, I'm going to tell you this, CJ, about UVA. When they got hammered by Duke, even though it was on the road, that made me really curious about what they're, what's going on there. Like you said, new coach, it makes it tough. That's for sure. But I like Louisville to go on the road, lay those three points, because Purdue definitely could beat Maryland. I don't think there's any question about that. A lot of action at noon as well, CJ. We're not going to go into all that because it's not time for that. Maction is meant for the midweek. Let's be real about it. We love college football on Saturdays, but, like, you know, uh, it's going to be tough for me to find these matching games, you know, when, when I've got the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12 in the same time slots. So, got to be real, you know. Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, going to be tough to find that. Buffalo Bowling Green, probably tough. Akron, Ohio, I probably will not find you as well. So, <laughs> I mean, just got to be honest. Um it's 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 a, it's a sad reality for those guys on Saturdays when they're trying to go off against you know the big boys uh, for TV time. Unless you got something sensational going on, an October mat game doesn't typically uh, find its way, you know, to, to the main screen. I guess you should say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, no, no questions. I think Ranger does too. Actually, <laughs> uh, producing here a little bit today. So we already hit one of the, the ranked teams at 230 there with Cincy as a big favorite. Let's get into some of these 330s, my friend. Um, Auburn, Georgia this weekend, a 
point spread for the dogs. Number two now in the nation after struggling against Missouri. Auburn's offense has been awful. Um, and then they blew the blew the uh, ten point leader at LSU last weekend. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts there, man? Do you do you think Auburn plus the candy of thirty points is enough against Georgia? I mean, I think if Georgia could win that game twenty eight nothing, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Auburn's still got a pretty good defense. Yeah, that that does seem like a really really big number. Huge number. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I could see Georgia covering it, but at the same time, uh, that's just way, way too big of a number to to, to trust or to take. Um, but then again, you are still getting a very pissed off Georgia team. I mean, you don't have a quarterback situation settled at all right now for the Tigers. No, no, not at Stetson all. Stetson Bennett's playing great football for the dogs, so maybe I don't know. That's and you know they're going to be mad about what's happened the last two weeks defensively with Kent and Mizzou both putting up twenty-two on them. Um, they've kind of, they've kind of. I'm not going to say regressed, but they haven't been as good since that Oregon game and then South Carolina. They've they've kind of sleptwalked the last two weeks. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, like I said, I think you'll 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 see Georgia come out and kind of play extremely ex- inspired football, because um, you know Kirby's not not real happy about the last two games, especially defensively. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I thirty is a huge number, especially when you get into in conference. Hey, are you taking you taking them? Yeah, definitely in conference. You taking them to cover thirty or your Liberty? Flames on the road against UMass, 24 in the hook. Oh, I would take liberty to cover that 24 in a hook because I think UMass is freaking god-awful, and it's not 30. Okay, okay. A little less, and it's not 30, and it's not Auburn on the other side of it either. Yeah. Uh, a little tougher to find your game, CJ. It's on ESPN Plus. Conference matchups here. The game on FS1, Texas Tech. Going on the road to take on the seventh-ranked Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Got himself a big win against Baylor. I wasn't so sure about it. I actually picked Baylor in some in some office pools. Um, Tech coming off, you know, the the biggest win essentially there in the school, you know, history in a while. There beating Texas on the road, and then they kind of didn't have the same. I guess execution or, or whatever you want to say, and, and fell to Kansas State, although. Tough game to go to Manhattan right after that win in Lubbock. Or you've also got Utah, number 11, versus number 18, UCLA, the Bruins there. The Utes and the Bruins, 4-1, and one, the 11th-ranked Utes, with Cam rising from the ashes against DTR and UCLA. Chip Kelly really got it rolling, 5-0. and oh. Utah on the road, though, CJ, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? to go on the road more tech or Utah and get that cover. I, I, I would go, I would go Utah um, mainly because I, I know what I'm getting out of Utah. Um, you know, Cam rising, um, 
you know, really, really like the way he played last year, have loved the way he's played this year. Um and I and I just that Kyle Whittingham bunch there at Utah, um playing very good inspired football. Um I, I like what UCLA and Chip Kelly have done to this point, but I don't know. It's almost kind of this is a very a, a litmus test game for UCLA. Um, is that five and zero really real, or is it just a product of playing, quite frankly, a very easy schedule? Um, yeah, definitely a very easy schedule before that last one versus Washington. Now that game on Friday night made me start to believe a little bit in the boys wearing the, the powder blue, whereas a uh, coach O would call sissy blue. Um, so I'm, you know what, CJ, I, I don't really want to take this game. I think you're right in saying this is a litmus test game, and that Utah's probably the favorite for a reason. The fact that they're a favorite on the road is even kind of more of maybe a reason to kind of go with the guys out in the desert. Utah's probably just a little bit better defensively right now than UCLA, and that's probably what gets them the win in the end. But Man, it's it's a scary game because because Charbonnet is an amazing running back. Thomas is good. I feel like this game is definitely a little more defensive than a lot of people think it will be. That total at sixty four and a half, I'm I'm flirting with the idea if it gets any higher of looking at an under for sure. Um, but I will say this too: I think Texas Tech is definitely going to cover that game against Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State, while being good. CJ, I'm still not a thousand percent sold on that defense because I don't think Baylor's offense is that great this year. Um, so I, I think you got to look at that there and say maybe Texas Tech kind of can rebound off the loss in Manhattan and want to prove they're still for real this year and a pretty good team and and give t- give Oklahoma State all they want there at Boom Pickets. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you. I don't think Oklahoma State defensively is good. Um, as they were last year. Um, now, offensively, I mean, they're still extremely dangerous, and they'll they'll put up points. But no, I'm with you. I, I think Texas Tech can could cover that that nine and a half. Yeah, and so some other some other uh, double digit favorites there. Wisconsin, CJ, ten point favorite against Northwestern. <laughs> That's kind of wild to me. I don't want to touch that game, but to think of the team that just fired their coach is a ten point favorite versus anybody. Maybe the fighting Fitzgeralds there, Northwestern, the Purple Cats could go in there and get a win. Then you've also got Pitt, Virginia Tech, the Bane game for Mountaineer fans, if you want to be honest with you. Pitt's a 14-and-a-half point favorite at home after the loss of Georgia Tech. How bad is Vought Tech if that's the spread, by the way? But who who do you like there? Do you like, you know, Northwestern to, to cover, at, you know, at home? Or do you like Vought Tech? To maybe go on the road and, and keep it within keep it within two touchdowns against Pitt. Yeah, that's that 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 is a tough one. I, I you know what? I would probably Northwestern to cover just because of the turmoil that's been in Wisconsin lately. Um, and you know, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, that's. Pretty pretty stable staff he's gotten up there, and and the other reason I to really have to go that way is I just I don't know how much you can trust Virginia Tech. I mean Grant Wells has been horrendous, 
yeah, I was trying not to bash on a on a West Virginia kid, but unfortunately, it's just the reality of it this year for him. Yeah, to this so, point, I mean, Tech just isn't hasn't shown me a whole lot in you know offensively of being able to really kind of keep that thing in. Um, I think Pitt, you know, with their defense, I mean, it, it it's going to be a very long day for yeah. Grant Wells. Yeah, that uh, that hokey offense is just not not prolific enough. <coughs> and unless unless Pitt kind of helps them some, I see where you're maybe going there, CJ. The 14 and a hook just feels a little too big for me, quite frankly. Um, yeah, I, I don't really like either of them, but yeah. if, if you pushed me, I'd have to say Northwestern. Um, ECU Tulane, by the way, a good game on, on ESPNU at 330. Holding airs versus, versus Mr. Pratt there at Tulane, the green wave. Got some real big wins this year. Michael Pratt's been playing good football. Holden Ayers has 15 touchdowns on the year already. Um, what a game that is. And you think about it, Tulane has wins over Houston and Kansas State on the road, but sandwiched in a loss to Southern Miss in the middle of that. ECU should have beat NC State week one, lost by one. They lost in double OT to Navy. Now, they don't have really any big wins to this point. This would be the best win. You look at that spread, it's three for the home team, Tulane, so essentially a virtual pick them. Who you like there, CJ? I, that's, I love this game. Yeah. I, I While we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to roll with my Purple Pirates from Greenville. Um, I just – they granted, I know they don't have a bunch of – you know, they don't really have a marquee win. Um, but I mean, two tight losses, the double overtime to Navy, uh, the one point loss to NC state that they probably should have won. Just feel like a close game has got to bounce their way. Um, Holton Harris has been playing extremely good football. Like you said, 15 touchdowns on the year, only three picks. Uh, there's just, this team fights, they're scrappy. Uh, two lanes really good too. I think Pratt's a really good quarterback. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe maybe ECU finds a way to, to, to get this thing done in a, in a tight one and finally the ball bounces their way. Yeah, uh, and, and I think Coach Houston and, and ECU's due for a big win like that, although being on the road does concern me. But then again, Southern Miss just went in there and won. So who knows? Maybe maybe you got that. Again, a lot of action at 330 CJ, Ball State, Central Michigan, Toledo, North Illinois. Toledo's 3-2, and two, maybe the, the class of the MAC again this year. Uh, Northerns play Kentucky tight. So, you know, then they lost last week in a game that most thought they would would have been able to win, me included, a, uh, a Mac pick them on the office pool, unfortunately. And then you got Kansas State, Ohio, is, Miami, Ohio as well. Another 330 game, though, real quickly, Middle Tennessee State UAB, Conference USA game. Middle had the win there versus Miami. Then they back it up and go and lose a game to the Roadrunners. We know how good Frank the Tank is. And then UAB lost at Rice last week. UAB kind of still maybe feeling that Liberty loss. We thought they were a good team. You know, Bill, you know, Bill Clark stepping down last year. We kind of the UAB program is still in good hands. But interesting with this spread is nine and a half for the for Jazak's Dragon Blazers, as you would call them. I kind of like middle to cover that even on the road. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, give I, me I Coach Stockdale's crew, right? Yeah, I I think the the Raiders there, Middle Tennessee State, find a way to to cover that. Um, yeah, I think both teams have kind of 
staggered a little at the beginning of the year, and both teams kind of fighting to right the ship here. Um, I think UAB finds a way to win at home, but yeah, I think Middle Tennessee covers. Yeah, absolutely, CJ. So then, and a lot more of these this year, the four o'clock kicks on the networks, by the way. Interesting, this is starting to see something we're starting to see a little more of. We got one on ABC, and a lot of big favorites in these four o'clock kicks, by the way, ranked favorites. So I'll give them all to you right here real quick. Ohio State going to East Lansing, the banks of the Red Cedar, taking on a two and three Michigan State team. They're a 27-point favorite. Ole Miss going to Vandy, the number ninth-ranked Rebels off that big win against UK down there in the Grove last week on SC Network. They're a 17-point favorite. So you take the candy with Vandy and 17, CJ, or you got Washington coming off the loss against UCLA, going to Arizona State. You know, Herm no longer there, but yet they played really, really well against USC in, in the in the interim second game there. Washington's a 14-point favorite on the road. So which road ranked favorite do you like the most, and which one are you the most nervous about on Saturday? Um, I, I, My answer is probably going to surprise you, and the one that would worries me a little. I, I think Vandy's got an opportunity to cover. I don't think they win, but I think they've got an opportunity to cover. Yeah, Ole Miss playing um, cluster games this year. I'm, I'm with you on that. Maddie they, Corral. They are. They're, they're, they're playing Jackson good football. Dark, yeah. um, you know, uh, that A.J. Swan for Vandy has played really well as a freshman. You know, six six touchdowns, no picks. Um, they've been competitive. They're fighting. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, Ole Miss wins, but Vandy at home, three and two, 17 feels a little, a little big. Now, I know Ole Miss defensively has been good and they can light the scoreboard up too. Um, but it's something about this Vandy team as the year has gone on, I'm starting to kind of really like the way they're building, the way they're playing and what they're building down there. Um, they got that so nice I, win on the road in DeKalb against Northern. I'm with you. They played Wake competitive ish. Bama, they, you know, everybody gets that against Bama, unfortunately. It was real bad for them, but it happens, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that, that's the separation in the class level and the talent yeah. level there. Um, now, Ole Miss, CJ, like you said, been playing really good defense, still able to run the football this year. Um, you know, with Judikins, who's been very good, Jackson Darts actually really – been pretty impressive, although he's made a couple unforced mistakes at times. I just look at the defense for Ole Miss and just say I don't see where Vandy's going to really gonna be able to really kind of move the football on them. I think we saw that last week against the first really good defense they faced in Alabama and how they kind of shut them down because um, Wake's not a great defense and they only scored 25 on them. Ole Miss, CJ, I, I like them to cover. I think the team that I would put on the most alert for the not getting the cover is Michigan State, Ohio State. I think, I think Ohio State's the one to be on alert not to cover. Give me Sparty to plus plus twenty seven. I just think they'll maybe get a back door. Maybe Ohio State will look a little sloppy. Maybe weather gets involved. You never know if they're in Michigan. It could, like. Uh, that just feels a little too big. 27 is a lot of points. 20, 27 is a lot of points, but I, I just – I look at it. Michigan State's terrible. There's no doubt. Yeah, 
they they are. It's a hold your nose pick with twenty seven. That's that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, man, couple of ACC tilts at four o'clock right here. Both are three and a half point spreads, mind you. By the way, Duke is a is a road favorite at Georgia Tech, coming off the big win against Pitt, three and a half points. North Carolina goes to Miami. Miami at home, a three and a half point favorite against UNC. So, do you like Carolina on the road, or do you like Duke on the road to win, or do you like them both, CJ? I um, think I might like them both. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, you know, little little bit of a hangover here for Georgia Tech. You know, you get the big win. Um, and Duke's playing really good football. Um, so I, I don't see Duke having having a whole lot of issues. I, and I don't understand how Miami's a three and a half point favorite. I just I don't, um, especially with what UNC did last week. Um, yeah, granted they had the the the, the, the kind of the heads scratcher against Notre Dame where they really just they got outplayed. Um, well, Notre Dame's a good program, I think, too. It's not as head-scratching as Miami getting pounded by Middle Tennessee State. Now, granted, they didn't play last week, so they've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks, and maybe that's what they're thinking. Van Dyke's still good, I but I mean, yeah, but, well, man, I think... Drake May's been phenomenal this year. I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough game. I do – I will say, CJ, love the over in this contest at 64. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I think the only reason you really you, you scratch your head with with the UNC Notre Dame game is because that that North Carolina is at home, and at one point in the third quarter it was thirty eight fourteen. Like it, it really wasn't a competitive game. No, it so, wasn't. So I think that's kind of what makes you scratch your head, especially how badly Notre Dame had played at that point in the year. Um, you know, so for me that that was kind of I think the, the, what really kind of was like. Ugh on that one. So, but no, I, I like both Carolina teams to, to take care of business. Hey, CJ, a special here at six o'clock in conference USA, the Roadrunners going to be hosting the Hilltoppers in the Alamo dome, both teams three and two UTSA, a six and a half point favorite there behind Frank Harris, the tank and uh West Kentucky found themselves a quarterback there in Austin Reed. They're just going to reload every year. It looks like he has 17 touchdowns this year to four picks. <laughs> 17 touchdowns in five games, pretty good. They did lose to Troy last week, and they lost to Indiana, so they're not the same team. They put up a lot of points on, like, Austin Pay, FIU, and Hawaii. I love the Roadrunners in this game, CJ. You agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Roadrunners, I think, have played some tough – quality competition so well, let's go with them and in, in that in that contest for for sure then in the night window the true night window starts at seven o'clock cj we discussed that earlier this year um just just the way it is right i think yep. everybody knows that um we've got air force utah state air force 10 point favorite coming off of a bad loss against a bad utah state team this year hammer air force just saying. I think Air Force is a real deal, uh, CJ. James Madison, by the way, still undefeated. Goes to Arkansas State. They're an 11.5-point favorite. Todd Centrino, the old Middle Tennessee State quarterback, leading them to wins. I'll say this, though. I'm nervous for them in this game. I think Arkansas State might be good enough to pull this off. They'll definitely cover uh, I think they might cover, but I like the Dukes to get to five and zero. 
Hey, dude, Jonesboro is not an easy place to play. By the way, you're fighting Spavs, 19-point home dogs against App State. You give them any, any chance. They got beat by JMU last week, 40-14. to 14. As much as this pains me, uh, I'm going to go with no. Uh, the way Abby's playing, um, Chase Bryce has been phenomenal. Uh, 15 touchdowns, two picks. No, uh, Appy State rolls, probably rolls big. On the road, too, at that. I like it. Uh, Troy Southern Miss. Troy, three and two, got a great defense. They're a six and a half point favorite against Southern Miss down there in Alabama. I love Troy. I think that defense is really good. I'll take them to beat Southern Miss for sure. Even though Southern Miss did beat Tulane, though, CJ, this season uh, on the road. So it was a big win for them. And played your Liberty Flames tough in the opener. So maybe Southern Miss getting a little better. I'll still take Troy, though. Yeah, completely agree. Some 730s here on the on the primetime networks. And so, CJ, you didn't want to you didn't want to give me any fun belt love. That's okay. We'll get you there before the end of the year. Um <laughs> Clemson going to Boston College. Can BC pull off a second straight upset there, CJ? 20 and a half points. You also have Washington State USC at on Fox there in the Coliseum, 12-and-a-half-point favorite for the Trojans. And then Kentucky hosting South Carolina at in the big grocery store there uh, on SEC Network. Kentucky fell to 13th, by the way. We also have BYU and Notre Dame in Vegas. Notre Dame a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one, CJ. Kansas State, Iowa State. Another one there in Ames, Kansas State, a two-point favorite. Which uh, which of those four, or excuse me, I guess five with ranked games, caught your eye the most? Um, probably BYU Notre Dame. Um, I'm with you on that. That's just, a big game. Just I, I think just because of brand, um, and for BYU, this is a big one because a win here you know, over a, over a team with, with kind of the cashier that Notre Dame has um, really, I think helps propel them um, in the national spotlight, um, especially, you know, given the chance, you know, you had a chance against Oregon to really do that and you kind of laid an egg. Um, you did do it against Baylor, but it was after dark. Yeah. Um, in a game that you probably should have lost. Um you know, had an opportunity to come out this, the, the following week and, and really play at the flag and didn't. Um, so I, I like the opportunity here for BYU uh, to get a pretty good marquee win, um, do it at a 7.30 time slot over a team like Notre Dame. Um, that's that's kind of the one that really caught my eye um, just from, you know, kind of a matchup as far as, as name-wise, name, name wise, brand-wise goes. Oh, I love it, man. And NBC, you know – at the Death Star out there in Vegas. I kind of like Notre Dame to win this game, though, CJ, for some reason. And it's kind of weird because, you know, anytime that a non an, an unranked team is spotting a ranked team, you got to wonder. I know it's Notre Dame, so there's maybe some built-in bias there. But I think Freeman knows how big this game is for him. And I think his Irish will be ready to play. I'll take the second pick here on these games, CJ. I'm excited for the game in Ames there. Can Kansas State keep it going? Um, Ames is a tough place to play. A two-point spread's kind of funky, too. 
I don't like Iowa State this year, though, so I think I'd go with Kansas State and Adrian Martinez to kind of keep it rolling. I think Deuce Vaughn could win that one by himself, although Iowa State, could this be a culture-type win, you know, get back to 4-2, and two, win a game in the Big 12 this year? They haven't won one yet. They've been competitive in both of them. <sighs> what do you think? Yeah, th- this one's kind of a tough because it almost feels like this is a spot where Campbell gets his guys up and they, and they kind of get one here and kind of maybe get things back on track. But offensively, they have been anemic, um, and I just i i can't I can't roll with it. Um, I mean, yeah, you take out the forty three versus Ohio and the forty two versus Southern East Southern East Missouri there. Um, I mean, they scored 11 and 24 and, and 10 and a win. Like, it's it's not – they're not necessarily lighting the world on fire uh, offensively, although Hutchinson, a very, very good target there, Xavier Hutchinson, the wide out for him. He is, but it's not Brock Purdy throwing in the ball anymore, um, which I think matters. Um, Hunter Deckers is all right, but, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I just – yeah, there's. Uh, I, I kind of like Kansas State to kind of keep this this thing rolling. Yeah, I'm with you, CJ. I think Iowa State's still getting a lot of love out there in the desert, and I'm not exactly quite sure why. No line there in the Kentucky South Carolina game at this point in time. Um, actually, court. No, I've got it on um, DraftKings as Kentucky minus six. Okay. Um. I think Kentucky coming off a loss in in Lexington. I, I kind of like them with Levis and you know Cavassier Smoke still making plays for him. Rattler hasn't been great for South Carolina this year. No, he hasn't, um, and it's kind of a good weird. competition. Yeah, and it's kind of weird how Rattler has fallen. I mean, two years ago, he was probably the number one pick in the NFL draft, and now it, it it's like the earth opened up and swallowed him. It's kind of weird. It is weird. And by the way, CJ, missed a ranked matchup we could have talked about. We'll talk about it real quick here. Army Wake Forest, Wake a 17-point favorite. I give Army a chance to cover this game, quite honestly. Wake was just in a war last week with Florida State and Clemson the week before that. Um, and Liberty, heck, the week before that. I'll give your Flames a little love there. I, I think Army's going to have have everything out for them and ready to play. They didn't. They did not look good against Georgia State, but they've lost two tight wins to UTSA and Coastal. Obviously, Army's a proud program. I feel like they're going to be ready to play might springboard him to having a really good end of the season because you should see what they have in the schedule, CJ. Colgate, Louisiana Monroe, Air Force, at Troy, UConn, UMass, and Navy. They could get it rolling. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. They'll make Um, a bowl. Yeah, and this is kind of a funky spot for Wake Forest because, you know, you, you, you've played two conference games now, and then now you've got to come out and get ready for this funky triple option, which is always weird. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. This this seems like a spot where it, it, Army set up to, to cover. 
I almost kind of want to take him just to to do it, just because it is kind of a funky spot for Wake. Um, but I think Wake finds just just finds a way. Hartman finds a way to kind of get this thing done. I think Hartman will find a way to win the game, but I think Army will definitely cover CJ. It just feels like one of those, like when Oklahoma played Army a few years back, like a night game, you know, versus a, a pretty good team in a power conference. Just feeling it. Speaking of weird, uh, things kind of got weird for Washington State there in their loss to Oregon a couple weeks ago, but they rebounded nicely against Cal. USC's also had a weird win two weeks ago against Oregon State and then rebounded against Arizona State. Did not cover, though. Caleb Williams starting to get a little bit of a groove there, 12 touchdowns on the year. Cam Ward's been a phenomenal player all year, though, for the Cougs. That spread sits at at 12.5 for USC. I like Washington State to cover. I don't think they win, but I think they cover. And I'm going to say this too, CJ. This game sits at 66 in the hook. I'm loving the under in this game. Both these defenses are very underrated. Yeah, the defenses are. um... In the end, though, I don't think Washington State runs the ball well enough to beat USC because that's kind of their weakness, I'd say, defensively. And I think USC throws the ball, you know, obviously very efficient, you know, through the air. And Washington State kind of got lit up by Bo Nix in Oregon. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, And like you said, Caleb Williams starting to kind of find that groove, starting to really kind of get comfortable um, and everything that's going on out there. Um, Addison's been everything you would have expected from him coming off the Blitnikoff Award last year. Um, yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley's definitely got this thing churning kind of in the right way, and it's got got UC got uh, USC that's sitting there with a single digit beside their name. It's been a long time, but I'm I'm with you, CJ. I think it's I'm probably leaning. Um, I'm I'm definitely taking USC to win, but I think Washington State might cover, especially if it gets a little higher as the week goes, and it might. Um, Clemson, any chance that they stub their toe against Boston College? I don't think they lose, but I do think Jerkovich will keep it within 21 points. Yeah, I could see Boston College keeping it inside that number. Um, the DJ, um, a night game in Chestnut Hill, dude. It, it's it's an interesting place. It is, um, you know, but uh, you look at kind of Clemson offensively starting to kind of, kind of come back into what we've expected out of them. Um, yeah, ukulele starting to play well. Yeah, he's playing well. Um, you know, obviously he, he's the new playing. he's the new Tylea Tagovailoa. <laughs> yeah, and then you know Will Shipley has been playing really well. They've been finding ways to kind of get him the ball um, in some creative ways. Um, it kind of feels like this is kind of Clemson back to to what we've expected. Um, defensively, I don't think they're quite as good as they were last year, um, especially in the back half and the secondary. Um, but which is where I think BC will find some some abilities there um, to keep this thing close. Um, but yeah, I, I think probably a fourteen point win, um, and Clemson goes home six and zero. Yep. See, like BC to cover. I like it. And I'm with you. I think Clemson does get the win. CJ, one last 731, by the way. Iowa, Illinois. 
Illinois is three and a half point favorite at home. The total in this game is 36 and a half, mind you. Billman got uh, Paul Chris fired at Wisconsin essentially with that big win. Old DeVito slinging it around a little bit. He's looked pretty good this year for Illinois. And they've got a really good running back in, in Chase Brown, who's, you know, had himself a couple of really, really big games. Um, I definitely think Illinois wish they had that Indiana game back. They should have never lost that one. Do you like Illinois to win there in Champaign, get to five and one? Or do you like Iowa? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, I love the under because of the way the defenses play. That number is so low, though. That it almost I know. Take. I know, but both defenses are really good, and Iowa's offense is anemic. Uh, give me Illinois to win just because I think offensively they they're better. Yeah, they're better. Yeah, I'm with you on that, CJ. I think just they're they're offensively they're better. Michigan, the excuse me, the effort Iowa showed against Michigan there last week does kind of give me a little reason to hope for them. I really do like this Johnson kid at running back. They're starting to use him a little more. He's got a little something there. Uh, the freshman out of Hamilton, Ohio, Caleb Johnson, he, you know, had himself a really good game against Nevada. Saw a couple of nice runs against Rutgers. Didn't have the best game against Michigan, but Michigan's a very tough team. Watch him moving forward um, for Iowa. And if they're going to win, he's going to have to break a couple big ones. <clears throat> CJ, eight o'clockers here. And then the, the later games, there's four games after eight o'clock. So, so the late window here, we'll, we'll call it that Bama hosting the Aggies of A&M. Jimbo needs a big win in a big way. He's a 24 point dog. Do you give him a chance to cover? No. And I'll tell you why. I, I, I think the, the preseason heat between him and Saban, I don't think that was manufactured. I think that was real. Um, and A&M is stumbling. This is a blood in the water type of situation for them. Um, Saban in these moments just hammers people. Um, I, I think there's no love loss between him and Jimbo. And he wants to make a statement that this is still his conference and Texas A&M and Jimbo can go kiss off. Kiss off. I like it. Um, they give him a 3.8 chance of old Max Johnson and Jimbo and those guys finding a way to win. The son of Brad Johnson, by the way. No, I don't think it matters. I think Bryce Young in the, in, in the Tide role in this one, CJ. Um, although, I will say, A&M's defense before last week had kind of always shown up. They did in Starkville. Maybe they will show up again this week, which might keep the total um, under the 51 that they have there. Maybe Bama just kind of survives this game, though, too. I don't know. It's, it's, it's intriguing to me because of the big game against Tennessee next week. And that is a rivalry game for Bama, along with it being a big game for Tennessee. They have Mississippi State after that, LSU, Ole Miss. So, like, maybe they're peaking a little bit ahead here of A&M, even though they beat them last year. So, probably not. Saban's got this team really motivated. Um, I'm almost talking myself out of taking A&M to cover as I'm talking to you about it. Um, I think that's probably fair. Uh, CJ, which which team here – do you like more to to go on the road 
and cover. Florida State going to Raleigh as a three-point dog or Fresno State at 9.45 on FS1 going out to the Blue in Boise and covering seven and a half. I think it's important to note Jake Hayner, uh, the report on him is that he there's a chance that he may be back for this game this week. They need him in a bad way, or Fresno season's going to fall off the map before it even got started. Yeah, they lost to UConn last week, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if Hayner is back, I'll take Fresno to cover. Um, I mean, Boise, Boise got beat by UTEP and got hammered by him at that. Now, granted, they responded against San Diego State, though. That's for sure. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I. Now West is a little down I, this year. Let's be real. Yeah, I, I think that all depends. Like I said, if if Hayner plays, I, I take Fresno State to cover. Um, I like what Florida State has done this year, but that NC State team is a really good team. Kind of another litmus test game um, for the Knowles. I'm going to be honest, CJ. I kind of like in this game. And I don't know why both teams coming off losses. Florida State's got Clemson next week. NC State's doesn't have as marquee of a game for them, but kind of a game that's important with Syracuse. I, it, that's a tough one, man. I, I I really like Florida State and what they've been building this year. And it's like, did NC State maybe get exposed a little bit there by Clemson? Although I really like this Wolfpack team. Man, that's a great game Saturday night. ACC Network at 8 o'clock. I will say this. The total of 50 and a half, I think you got to hammer that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a for sure game. I mean, yeah, both quarterbacks can make plays with their feet, which kind of makes you nervous. Uh, you know, Jordan Travis for, for the Knowles has been making plays with his feet all year. Eight touchdowns to one interception. Devin Leary is able to buy time as well. Like I, I'm excited for that game. I, I think I think though I would take would take Florida State to cover, um, or would be a good little sprinkle for a money line play there down down at Carter Finley, and I might actually turn my back on the Wolfpack CJ. I might. Who knows? Ooh. We'll stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, does Coastal go on the road and, and stay undefeated going to Monroe? Monroe did beat Louisiana this EJ. Coastal 14-point favorite. You like Grayson McCall to stay, stay unbeaten? Yeah, I do. I, 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 Grace McCall, that, that, what they've done down there over the last couple of years, um, yeah. Yeah, give me, give me, give me the Chanticleers to, to stay undefeated. Do they cover the 14? I'm going to go with yes. I, I think they cover the 14. You've also got Oregon going to Arizona. Number 12th ranked Ducks, 13-point favorite down in Tucson. Do you like them to cover as well? The last time I went against them hard and I called Bo Nix out. Yeah, he kind of showed you up, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure Bo heard me calling him out and and balled out. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So... I, I'm gonna give I, I I'm gonna gonna give Bo some love this week, and I'm gonna say they do. And Bo, don't 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 hurt me, otherwise you're going back in my doghouse and I'll never pick you again. 
And 70 and a half, by the way, is that total, CJ. 70 and a half. Oregon's really putting up some points. Uh, that that number that, that feels high, though, because I just don't know if Arizona's going to do enough to help you. Yeah, that, and 13's a, a big number. But Arizona offensively, a lot better than what you, you think. This isn't your older cousin's Arizona offense. They scored 43 against Colorado, 31 versus Cal. Beat North Dakota State, 31-28. Just saying, 38 in the opener versus San Diego State. So, they really like this Delora kid. He's he's kind of been slinging at the sophomore from Honolulu, their CJ. Um, uh, oh, man, that's tough. I kind of like Arizona to, to hang around um, at home. Last game we want to talk about here, CJ, the nightcapper of nightcappers, Oregon State, Stanford. Oregon State 3-2 and two versus the 1-3 and three Stanford Cardinal, the tree. Stanford is a seven-point dog at home. Do you like Oregon State to get this thing done? Um, poor old Chance Nolan this year, eight interceptions to seven touchdown passes. Kind of threw him at the wrong times against USC. They should have won that game in Corvallis. They got hammered the following week against Utah on the road. Do they rebound with a road win now out there in Palo Alto? I'm going to go with yes. I agree with you. Um, I, I think they do. I think they rebound. Um, th- this is not a, a kind of a typical Stanford team that you're really used to. I mean, defensively, they're they're pretty bad. Um, and and I'm going to roll kind of here with a hot hand, um, four and one against the spread uh, for the Beavers. So I'm going to roll with the boys from Corvallis. I like it, CJ, and I also think that Oregon State's with this win setting themselves up in real prime position to go bowling this December. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it'll make, and, and the civil war will be, should be, could be hype this year. Could Just be. Maybe. Man, I feel like this week, a little light, we've got a couple midweek game action going on next week. We'll have a hurt hour. And then obviously the, uh, the creme de la creme of the Mountaineer show there. Prepare for the Baylor game. Good games next week, by the way, too. Bama, Tennessee, Penn State, Michigan, USC, Utah. I mean, Kansas might still be unbeaten in Oklahoma. You got Auburn, Ole Miss. I mean, CJ, NC State in, uh, goes to the Dome versus an undefeated potentially Syracuse team. That's a This is a showdown weekend coming next week in Mississippi State, Kentucky, Clemson, Florida State. Whew. I'm glad our games are midweek. I know, right? Make, Man, make flipping the channels a little easier. That will be fun. Well, hey, enjoy enjoy the weekend of college football, everybody. And uh, you know what? You know what time it is now. Here comes the. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> dollar, 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 dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling, cha cha cha. Talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling, patting pockets. We take the dollar, dollar, can't a damn soul stop it. Uh, here comes the new kid on the block. Hold on, your bets, here's where the buck stops. 